Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is one of our favorites from almost three years ago called The Wonders of Snake Oil, an original story written for you by Daniel Hines. Later on this week, we'll release part two of our new fantasy serial, The Wilderwood, and then next week we'll be back with another brand new story. Hey, grown-ups! Power up your family's playtime with the Nintendo Switch system, the home of Mario and Friends. Jump into the unexpected with Mario, Princess Peach, and more in Super Mario Bros. Wonder, or challenge each other to a race in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Go to Nintendo.com and browse the full lineup of Nintendo Switch systems. Additional accessories may be required for multiplayer mode. Games, system, and some accessories sold separately. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! The Wonders of Snake Oil Jenny stood by the brightly painted wagon, dancing with anticipation. A wagon meant new people, meant excitement, and nothing much happened in her little frontier town. After all the paperback books about gunfighting and bandits, she found the Wild West less wild than advertised, and a passing wagon could be big news especially when the wagon looked like this one, all striped green and orange with Doc Shamley and the Wonders of Snake Oil painted in curly letters down the side. In ones and twos, the townsfolk drifted to the market square where the wagon was parked. Her own parents stood nearby, chatting with the sheriff. As the crowd gathered, they began to buzz. What was snake oil? What wonders was it capable of? No one knew. Even the wagon had no answers, though from time to time, Jenny could see a face peeking out from the wagon's grubby windows. Finally, when the crowd was as big as it was like to get, the sides of the wagon dropped down to reveal a stage. On the stage was a well-dressed man and a case holding a tower of strange little bottles. Come one, come all, come big, come small, cried the man. His voice had a sing-song quality that Jenny couldn't help but listen to. If you have a cough or an ache or a chill, if you've broken a bone or taken a spill, if you've been poisoned or given a pox, if you've been broken or fell onto rocks, if you're growing tired from all of your toil, try just a bottle of my magic snake oil. If you've got a problem, snake oil's your cure, and it's just a buck and guaranteed pure. So come, boys and girls, and you women and men, and let Shamley the Doc make you healthy again. The townsfolk began to chatter excitedly among themselves, filling the air with a happy clamor. Some of those closest to the stage were already counting out their bits, handing them to the Doc and taking their small bottles of snake oil in return. Jenny watched the liquid slosh around inside the glass. It seemed thicker than water, but not so thick as honey, and it was colored a bright, snaky green. Aren't you going to get some? Jenny asked, turning to look up at her parents. Her father chuckled, and her mother shook her head. No, honey, if someone says something that feels too good to be true, it almost always is. That's right, and that's doubly true if they're trying to sell you something. Jenny thought on that as she watched people line up to buy the snake oil. Smart parents you have there, said Dr. Jacobs, the town's resident physician. He was standing behind them in the crowd, chalk-smudged glasses low on the bridge of his nose. I bet that miracle cure is nothing more than old bath water. Several people chuckled at that, 
Jenny's father included. Doc Shamley on the stage overheard it, though, and he stopped mid-sail. Eyes landing on Dr. Jacobs, Shamley yelled out, his voice cutting over the crowd with the ease of a practiced performer. You there, you think so little of my cure-all? How would you know? Share your thoughts. I'm ready and waiting. I wonder, do you often drink your bath when you're through bathing? Some of the townsfolk laughed at that, and the doctor flushed red. I don't drink my baths, but I do have a degree in medicine. Can you say the same, Doc Shamley? Shamley smiled a very white smile and gestured to the doctor with a flourish. Big surprise, old Sawbones here doesn't want you to know what the trick is. I wonder why. Could it be he makes his living off your sickness? There were gasps from the crowd, but Dr. Jacobs just smiled right back. All right, Shamley. If you're for real, let's see it, he said. Digging into his pocket, he pulled out a $5 bill from New Orleans. People craned to get a look, paper money being near as rare as miracle cures. You cure someone in this crowd right now, and I'll give you this, Dr. Jacobs said, waving the $5 bill. The crowd erupted in excitement, and it took Doc Shamley stomping on his stage to get them to quiet again. Hold it. Yes, what? Okay, yes, please. Now hold it. I'll happily take your good doctor's challenge. Do I have a volunteer? Do I have a volunteer? I'll do some assuring. Don't be shy now, folks. Just a little miracle curing. Painless, stainless, but never brainless. Quick, slick, and certain to do the trick. No one? Just listen. If you feel unwell, if you're ill or sickly, head rings like a bell and doctors are prickly. Well, here's a melody for every malady. Just listen and sing along with me. Snake oil, all that I need, snake oil. I bruise or I bleed, you'll hear me plead that yes, indeed, I need, oh, need my snake oil. Snake oil, guaranteed pure snake oil, the miracle cure. There's only one thing that will do the deed I need. I need my snake oil. I've helped ladies with leprosy, men with bendy bones, premature necrosy, post-mature ribosome. So if you've got smallpox or yellow fever, squats, runs, trots, or some ill far evil, snake oil, all that you need, snake oil. Headache or nosebleed, there's only one thing that will do the deed you need. You need some snake oil. Hiccups and pickups of toxical tea. Fleas that are biting where no one can see. Balded or scalded or stuck up like glue. Snake oil is the miracle cure for you. Snake oil. Do I have any volunteers? Anyone? I have the flu. Well, that's too plain. Anyone? I ain't a kazoo. Not my domain. Anyone? I just need one brave pioneer. Anyone? I volunteer. Step right up. It was a young woman, pushing her way through the crowd awkwardly. When she got to the wagon, Jenny saw that she was leaning on a crutch. Under the woman's ratty dress, the outline of her lower body was crooked and swollen. My leg, she said sadly. It ain't never grew right. Shamley motioned, and a few people helped the young woman up onto his stage cart. 
A terrible shame, a terrible sight. But worry no longer, for I'll make it right. Just please tell me your name, ma'am. Hattie. Hattie, what a lovely name. Now just sit here for a moment. Jenny watched raptly as Shamley picked up a bottle of snake oil and held it up for all to see. The sunlight shone through the bottle and winked green. Shamley pulled out the cork with a ploink. You'll clearly see and be assured that after a single dose of snake oil, fine young Hattie will be cured. He pulled a small porcelain teacup from his vest with a wink that drew laughs from the crowd. Squinting and slow, he tipped the snake oil into the cup. It slid like oatmeal. Green oatmeal. Jenny shuddered. Don't judge too quick. I see your faces, but lucky the looks are not what the taste is. You'll find snake oil sweet, but don't take my word. Hattie, it's time. Your medicine is served. He held the cup out to the young girl. Leaning awkwardly on her crutch, Hattie took the cup and drained it in one large sip. The crowd held their breath. Shamley leaned back and smiled a little smile. Jenny rocked nervously back from foot to foot. Finally, after a long moment had ticked by, Dr. Jacobs yelled out, Ha! Some miracle cure your snake oil is. You're a fraud. Now pack up and get out of town before... Hattie screamed and lurched backwards, grabbing at her leg. Her eyes opened wide and white as eggs. With a puff of dust, she tumbled from the wagon and onto the dirty ground of the market square. For a moment, everything was still. Then, Hattie started to push herself up off the ground. Those nearby bent to pick her up, but she brushed them away. I'm okay! I'm okay! She said, rising to her feet and dusting herself off. I'm, I'm, I'm healed, she cried. She leapt back onto Shamley's wagon and gave the salesman a hug. Jenny could see the smooth lines of Hattie's legs under her dress. She really was healed. Her crutch lay forgotten in the dust. I have to go tell my mother, Hattie said, and the crowd roared its approval. She leapt from the wagon and the crowd parted, clearing her in open lane to the rest of town. Fleet as a fox, she ran off, dress flapping at her ankles. Once more, Shamley had to stomp on his wagon to get them to quiet down. When they did, he smiled that big white smile and called out to Dr. Jacobs. Now, doctor, about the New Orleans $5 bill. The crowd went wild, taking the bill from Jacobs and passing it to Shamley. And after that, it was sale after sale. Jenny's parents didn't buy a bottle, and neither did the doctor, but it seemed like everyone else in town got in line for snake oil. She saw her teacher waiting with a friend of her father's, and her aunt stopped to excitedly show off the two bottles she'd purchased. As the morning wore on, the tower of green bottles turned to a heap and finally dwindled away. Doc Shamley stood and held up his empty case, showing the crowd. That's all for today. I've sold all I've brought. But don't you worry, it isn't for naught. Let me return to my nearest store. I'll be back with plenty, for all of you and more. Those still waiting in line gave a groan and headed home, vowing to return in the morning. Those who had a bottle held it close to their chest, afraid someone might try and steal it from them. Jenny watched Shamley turn his stage back into a wagon and then take his seat in the front, 
With an impatient flick, he whipped his horse into action. The wagon rumbled down the road, jingling like spurs. Jenny squinted up at the sun. It was just barely afternoon, and she didn't have to be home until suppertime. She could follow Shamley for a bit and maybe get a hint about his miracle cure. Snake oil, she thought. It even sounded powerful. What was in it? Did it really have snakes? How was it so magical? Jenny knew she had to find out. She set off a few minutes later, following in the tall prairie grass that lined parts of the road. It wasn't hard to keep up. Shamley's wagon was heavy and his horse was old and seemed to grumble at every step. After a mile or so, though, the salesman turned and headed away from the road. What in the world? Jenny whispered to herself, hurrying after him. He was following the barely visible ruts of an old logging trail, one that disappeared into the dark of the forest. Jenny went after him, pushing through the underbrush as quiet as she could. A left, a right, two more lefts, and then they left the path entirely and were soon lost among the trees. He must have more hidden out here, thought Jenny. Or maybe he's getting an ingredient. When Shamley finally stopped, it was at a hidden campsite on the edge of a trickling stream. It was so well concealed that Jenny had to climb halfway up a tree just to see. In the center of the campsite, a large iron pot sat boiling over a small fire of sticks and twigs. A woman was pouring something white into the pot. Was she a witch? Maybe it wasn't a pot at all, but a cauldron. Was snake oil some dark magic? Fear froze Jenny in place. But when the witch turned, Jenny saw it wasn't a witch at all. It was Hattie, the girl who had been healed by Shamley's snake oil demonstration. Shamley? Is that you? She called. Who else would it be? He replied, sliding off his horse and pushing through the brush that ringed the campsite. Good, you've got the water going. We'll need more for tomorrow. More? Oh, how much did we sell? All of it, Shamley said with a laugh. The fools bought every drop and begged for more. You know how I think hitting the same town twice in a row is too risky? Right. Well, not with these dunderheads. I bet we sell out again tomorrow. Jenny frowned down. Hattie and Shamley knew each other. What were they talking about? Good. I'm just adding the sugar now, Hattie said, continuing to pour. You grab me the green dye in the mixing spoon and we'll be good to bottle before it gets dark. Shamley dug through some boxes by the camp's edge and returned with a heavy glass bottle and a thick wooden spoon. You were brilliant today, by the way he said to Hattie as he carefully tipped a spoonful of the green dye into the roiling pot. Your poor injured leg looks so bad, even I felt bad for you. You'll have to show me how you do that one day. Hattie lifted her leg and pulled her dress up to her knee. Double-jointed, she said with a sly grin, and she turned her knee and ankle so far inward that they looked twisted and broken, and then easily straightened them out again. Well, they fell for it. They'll be lined up tomorrow for their snake oil, paying a full dollar for some river water, sugar, and a little green dye. The pair laughed together and continued working. In the tree above, Jenny was angrier than she'd ever been. They had tricked her. They had tricked her whole town. 
She wanted to jump down and confront Shamley right then and there, but what good would it do? It certainly wouldn't get everyone their money back. She needed a plan. But who would believe her? Who would help? After a moment, she knew just who to ask. Slipping quietly from the tree, she ran and ran and didn't stop until she got to Dr. Jacobs' place. Dr. Jacobs listened to her story. When it was done, he went and got Jenny's parents and made her tell it again. After that, he and his wife made dinner and they all talked long into the night until the candles were guttering stumps and Jenny fell into a fuzzy sleep in her father's arms. She woke to a kiss on her forehead. Rise and shine, said her mother. Shamley is back already. Jenny bolted up, full of excitement. I'm ready, I'm ready. Her mother laughed and caught her by the hands. Are you sure you don't want to stay home? It might get ugly. I'm sure. All right, then. Show me your acting face. Jenny smiled sweetly, eyelids fluttering. Ha <laughs> that'll do, honeysuckle. Let's go get him. Shamley was just finishing unpacking his snake oil bottles onto his wagon stage when Jenny approached him. She held out an earthen mug, steaming hot. Thanks for coming again, Mr. Shamley, she said with as much sweetness as she could muster. I thought you looked a little chilly this morning, so I brought you some coffee. Thank you, my girl, Shamley said. He cradled the mug in his hands and took a small sip. My, but that's good stuff, he said, and then finished the mug and handed it back to Jenny. Thanks again. You're welcome. Shamley turned and cleared his throat, preparing to start his sales speech. Not that he had to. He had an eager crowd of those who'd missed out yesterday and were waiting for their snake oil. Come one, come all, come big, come small, he cried. But then the voice of Dr. Jacobs once more rang out over the crowd. That's enough, Shamley. No more lies. The crowd turned. Some rolled their eyes, remembering how the doctor had been embarrassed yesterday. Oh, it's our friend the Sawbones, Shamley said to general laughter. Come to lose another one of those fancy New Orleans five-dollar bills? I've come to hear you admit the truth. Snake oil is just water with sugar for a sweet thickness and dye for color. People gasped and muttered, some at the doctor and some at Shamley. Things aren't off to a great start, Jenny thought. Lies, slander and lies. You can see that I'm right. Just look at his eyes, Shamley cried. I cured a woman's injured leg just yesterday. Remember my words, my true words. If you have a cough or an ache or a chill, if you've broken a bone or taken a spill, her bones were broken from birth. From birth and I cured them. The crowd cheered at that. Tell me, Shamley. How does the next line go? If you've been poisoned or given a pox, if you've been broken or fell onto rocks, are you threatening me, sir? Not exactly, drawled the doctor. It's just that the cup of coffee the girl brought you, that was from my place. I added the cream and a little sugar and a deadly poison. What? You added what? cried Shamley as the crowd erupted. Just a little poison Jenny's father had left over from a varmint problem, he said, placing a friendly hand on Jenny's father's shoulder. Skinny fella like you probably has about an hour to live, 
Lucky for you, I have an antidote. What? No, you will give me that antidote now. Use the snake oil, someone hollered out. Snake oil, snake oil. Other voices chimed in until the crowd was chanting it over and over until Shamley stomped for quiet. Enough, you fools, I need the antidote. Sheriff, make that man give me the antidote now. The doctor smiled at the frantic salesman. If you've been poisoned or given a pox, isn't that what you said? Your words, your true words? Shamley looked around wildly. He started half a dozen sentences, but they all fell apart into stammers and stutters. Finally, he dropped to his knees. Fine, it's just sugar water and dye. Are you happy? Give me the antidote. I'm a fraud. I admit it. I have something to admit, too, called out Jenny. There was never any poison. Shamley looked up with a snarl. Never any poison? You tricked me? No one tricks me. I trick fools like you. You'll pay for this. He leapt from his wagon and managed a single step before half the town pigpiled him to the ground. It took a long time to dig him out, but to be fair, the sheriff didn't seem to be in much of a rush to help him, maybe due to the fact that he'd purchased four bottles of snake oil the day before. Once the ruckus was done, the crowd cheered as Shamley was led off to jail. Jenny marked his campsite on a map, and a posse went out to get Hattie and the money as well. When they returned with a large box of coins, Jenny helped her father and Dr. Jacobs make sure everyone got their money back. Once that was done and they all finally took a break, Jenny went over to where Dr. Jacobs was sitting and laughing with her parents. I believe this is yours, doctor, said Jenny, holding up the New Orleans $5 bill. She had found it buried under all the coins. Dr. Jacobs looked up at her and shook his head with a smile. I think you've earned that for your help, Jenny, he said, and then looked at her parents. You put that in her college fund, but only if she goes to med school, you hear? He said with a wink. They all laughed at that, and they never heard from Shamley again. But from then on, Jenny always remembered. Those who are clever are not always kind. So it's best to remember that if someone is offering you something that seems too good to be true, it probably is. And if they're trying to sell you something too good to be true, well, forget about it. The End Today's story, The Wonders of Snake Oil, was an original story written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon, with the song Bias Both. Tune in for part two of The Wilderwood later on this week. Thanks for listening! Hey, Prime members! You can listen to Stories Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts. Grown-ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hello! We're so thrilled to share that we've partnered with some incredible brands that we think you're going to love. Parents, if you're looking for items like a helper tower to get your kids more involved in the kitchen or fresh activity books to work on while the family is listening to their favorite podcasts, look no further than the Stories Shop. All you have to do is go to starglowmedia.com stories to check out family-friendly brands curated by the Stories team just for you. That's starglowmedia.com stories.